Welcome to Chip and Eric. Good morning. Read through the Bible. Welcome. We hope you had a good night's sleep. Yeah. And we are so excited to read scripture to you today. Please don't turn up the volume. We are talking low on purpose just to be annoying. Yeah. Right, Eric? Yeah. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> no, we're here now. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Trying to wake up. All right, yeah. We're a nice cup of coffee right here. Chipstifer Hezekiah yep. Bunger yep, reading yep. today with Eric Mosher. Eric on... Manasseh Mosher. Oh, yeah, right. Eric Manasseh Mosher. My parents almost did, and then they read the Bible and decided, oh, yeah. no bueno. Oh, I love it. Eric Manasseh Mosher. Hey. Uh, E-M-M. We are very excited that you're here today as we read. Well, that is actually, anyway, because I'm Eric Michael Mosher. Oh, okay. So. What are we reading today? We're going to read about. Kings. We're going to read in 2 Kings chapter 20. We're going to read about Hezekiah's sickness and recovery. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to read a, bit, a little bit about uh, one of the absolute worst and longest standing kings in Judah. Who would that be? Eric Manasseh Mosher? I don't know. Chipstifer <laughs> Hezekiah Bunger. All right. Actually, it could be a quick reading today, I think. Uh, yeah, it could it's be. Um, God knows if you we have, ever get to it. God knows you have a lot to do. Yeah, you're probably like, let's get going. All right, so let's get going. Second Kings chapter 20, Hezekiah's sickness and recovery. This may seem familiar. About that time, Hezekiah, king of Judah here, became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and he prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember, O Lord, how I have always, always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and he wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will hear you. And three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, make an ointment from figs. That's a good idea. Oh, yum. So Hezekiah's servants spread the ointment over the boy. And Hezekiah recovered. That's disgusting. Meanwhile, Hezekiah had said to Isaiah, What sign will the Lord give to prove that he will heal me and I will go to the temple of the Lord in three days? Isaiah replied, This is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do as he promised. Would you like the shadow on the sundial to go forward ten steps or backward ten steps? The shadow always moves forward, Hezekiah replied, so that would be easy. Make it go ten steps backwards instead. So Isaiah the prophet asked the Lord to do this, and he caused the shadow to move ten steps backward on the sundial of Ahaz. Envoys from Babylon. Soon after this, Merodach-Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift. For he had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick. Hezekiah received the Babylonian envoys, and he showed them everything in his treasure houses. He showed them the silver, the gold, the spices, the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where were they from? 
Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? Isaiah asked. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of Babylon's king. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord is good. For the king was thinking, At least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. The rest of the events of Hezekiah's reign, including the extent of his power and how he built a pool and dug a tunnel to bring water into the city, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. Hezekiah died, and his son Manasseh became the next king. 2 Kings chapter 21, Manasseh rules in Judah. Manasseh, he was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. His mother was Hephzibah. That's a fun name. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, following the detestable practices of the pagan nations that the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. A lot probably had to do with his mom's name. Yeah, Hephzibah. Yeah. He rebuilt, Manasseh rebuilt the pagan shrines his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He constructed altars for Baal, bad move, set up an Asherah pole, not good, just as a king Ahab of Israel had done, bad king. He also bowed before all the powers of the heavens and he worshipped them. He built pagan altars in the temple of the Lord, the place where the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. He built these altars for all the powers of of the heavens in both courtyards of the Lord's temple. Manasseh also sacrificed his own son in the fire. He practiced sorcery and divination. He he consulted with mediums and psychics. He did much that was evil in the Lord's sight, arousing his anger. Manasseh even made a carved image of Asherah, and he set it up in the temple, the very place where the Lord had told David and his son Solomon that my name will be honored forever in this temple and in Jerusalem. The city I have chosen from among the tribes of Israel, if the Israelites will be careful to obey my commands, all the laws my servant Moses gave them. I will not send them into exile from this land that I gave their ancestors. But the people refused to listen, and Manasseh led them to do even more evil than the pagan nations that the Lord had destroyed when the people of Israel entered the land. Then the Lord said through his servants, the prophets, King Manasseh of Judah has done many detestable things. He is even more wicked than the Amorites who lived in this land before Israel. He has caused the people of Judah to sin with his idols. So this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I will bring such disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that the ears of those who hear about it will tingle with horror. I will judge Jerusalem by the same standard I used for Samaria and the same measure I used for the family of Ahab. I will wipe away the people of Jerusalem as one wipes a dish and turns it upside down. Then I will reject even the remnant of my own people who are left, and I will hand them over as plunder for their enemies. For they have done great evil in my sight and have angered me ever since their ancestors came out of Egypt. Manasseh also murdered many innocent people until Jerusalem would filled from one end to the other with innocent blood. This was in addition to the sin that he caused the people of Judah to commit, leading them to do evil in the Lord's sight. The rest of the events in Manasseh's reign and everything he did, including the sins he committed, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When Manasseh died, he was buried in the palace garden, the Garden of Uzzah. Then his son Ammon became the next king. 
Ammon rules in Judah. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. His mother was Meshulameth, the daughter of Haruz from Jotbah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father Manasseh had done. He followed the example of his father, worshiping the same idols his father had worshipped. He abandoned the Lord, the God of his ancestors, and he refused to follow the Lord's ways. Then Ammon's own officials conspired against him and assassinated him in his palace. But the people of the land killed all those who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah the next king. The rest of the events in Ammon's reign and what he did are recorded in the book of History of the Kings of Judah. He was buried in his tomb in the Garden of Uzzah. Then his son Josiah, he became the next king. Okay. That's our reading today, Eric. That's our reading today. Yeah, man, like father, like son. Yeah, kind of, but also kind of not. Because hmm. Manasseh was nothing like his father. Right, yeah. yeah. But depends on, yeah. Ammon was exactly like his father. And didn't go too well. But Josiah is yeah. nothing like Ammon. He'll be a good one. So, very good. Yeah, I think that that actually is quite the lesson, isn't it? good lesson yeah anyway okay so we'd like to answer two questions chip why don't you tell us so what so what today happens with manasseh second kings 21 he was 12 years old kind of young and he didn't start off very well he didn't end well either yeah (laughs) he didn't start off well he had a bad start because he did a lot of bad things and i don't know why you know but he made some bad decisions did some bad things he followed the evil practices of pagan nations and set up idols and, and altars to false gods and so I, I wrote my notes as we were reading at the bad start bad start now um, we see throughout scripture just because you start bad you have the option not to finish bad mm-hmm. if you make things right with God especially you come to faith in Jesus get right with God by coming to faith in Jesus he can turn that around turn your life around and you can finish well. Absolutely. And if you come to faith in Jesus and then you stumble like you and I and everybody else will do and we have done and will continue to do because of the fleshly nature within us that fights against this new nature, we can uh, um, still finish well uh, because of our position, but we can finish well because of the relationship and the fellowship God wants to have for us if we confess our sins, admit our sins, turn from our sins, get right with God, even as a believer, uh, we can turn things around. And so we can see, especially through the Kings and Chronicles, what happens when you don't turn things around. No kidding. It's bad. So the lesson today is, number one, start well, finish well. Uh, Number two, if you start bad, you can still finish well. And number three, if you need to, turn things around, Mm -hmm. get right with God, confess, and uh, follow his path, his plan, his will, and his way. There you go. Totally agree. So, so what? So where's awesome. Jesus as we... Oh, man. Well, I'm sure you can see my Bible. I've, I've jumped forward to one of my favorite where's Jesus passages. Oh, you're a Matthew. Passages. I am. Yeah. I'm in Matthew chapter 1 because Hezekiah, Matthew chapter 1, verse 10, Hezekiah was father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Ammon. And then we're going to see Ammon is the father of Josiah. And really, the reason I went there is because... You know, there is that like father, like son moment, but there's also the fathers and sons are different. But the real miracle of history is that Jesus was nothing like any of his forefathers. Yeah. Right. And so we see this like crazy, terrible, broken lineage. And in this lineage, 
one of these guys, Manasseh, was king for 55 years yep. in Judah. He's an ancestor of Christ, right? And he's from the line of David, mm-hmm. the man after God's heart. And yet we see how terribly Terrible. he failed. And it wasn't just like a, it wasn't an innocent failure, you know, like, oh, I missed the mark, you know. Whoops. Oh, yeah, I missed the mark. I'm a sinner. You know, I I missed the mark. This was over and over again, spitting in God's face, doing everything he could to upturn the the legacy of his father and to to just destroy any chance of this entire nation returning to God. And yet his descendant jesus would turn the whole world anyone who put their faith in him doesn't matter if they're jewish doesn't matter if they're gentile anyone who puts their faith in him can find god and so to me it was just such a it's these moments when we meet these kings in judah these really terrible evil kings in judah that we need to lean in and really appreciate jesus's personal history more good point you know and so that's where i found jesus in the text and uh I think that there's a lot of application in that, too. If you come from a broken, broken family, yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, 14 generations and then 14 generations and then 14 generations like what we read in uh, Matthew, you know, I don't care if it's that or, or what it is. If you come from a broken family, just know that our Savior did as well. And yeah. uh, what incredible things he did. Yes. You're not locked into That's that. Right. You're not. Yeah. Yes, you're not locked into that. So Praise God. All right, that's Jesus. Good word. All right. Hey, guys, it was a short day for you. And uh, hope you join us tomorrow. And we're grateful that you're reading through the Bible. Please yeah. share this with friends and family. Pretty Tell awesome. them, say, hey, I just listened to two semi-ordinary pastors read through an extraordinary <laughs> book. It would be like, what? Yeah, I did. Serious. Is that true? It would be like, yeah. I Should would never lie about read that. Read through the Bible. That's okay. right. Hey, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a great day. Boom.